T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer, News Radio 930 WBEN. That's right, Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Welcome in. Uh, thanks for being with us. Brian Mazarowski here, Joe Beamer beside me. Yes. On uh, what's going to be a hot day, hot Wednesday for everybody out there. Be sure to stay cool. And uh, sounds like tomorrow, kind of a mess. Out there are lots of uh, everything under the sun stay, being thrown at us. Staying inside the next two days. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to do, too. Yeah. It's like yesterday was my day to kind of go around, get everything done, and uh, just so that I could chill out, cool off. Literally. Inside uh, today. Yeah, that is uh, literally. The good thing about here, we're chilling out for the next hour. Yeah, that's <laughs> Literally right. chilling out. Well, no, I got the space heater on. <laughs> so it's, uh, we gotta, can't have it too cold. Um, but Joe, we talked with Nick Walenda um, almost an hour ago. Yes. Oh my goodness, I love Nick Walenda. Great guy. I was not uh, being facetious when I said always a pleasure to talk to uh, Nick Walenda. You know, sometimes you just not, say it's that. not entirely true, right? You just say that to people to make them feel good. Hey, it's a pleasure talking <laughs> with you. But with Nick Walenda, this is sincere, In genuine. The- in the course of day-to-day life, that gets said a lot. Yes. Oh, I just want to make it known that when I'm talking to Nick Willenda, I actually mean it because, I mean, you listen to him, and I there's something about talking to somebody who's uplifting like that, yeah. who does incredible things, and who, you know, it, you heard him right there. It's like, hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm not immune to that. I'm not just toxically positive i understand the problems of what you're facing uh here in niagara falls new york and all of new york state trying to get stuff done in this region yeah Yeah. you know i hey stand with you here he sounds like a western new yorker he kind of is a western new yorker in spirit i love talking with nick walenda today i can't believe it's been 10 years 10 years do you know when nick walenda walked over that rope i was screening calls for tom bowerly and now look at me. That I mean, Joe, that was the first thing that came to my mind when I thought of ten, Nick Walenda's walk. It's like, oh, yeah, Joe Beamer was uh, answering the phones. Um, no, but it was 10 years ago. I think that's hard for a lot of people to really wrap their heads around. The time moves by so fast, but that was an amazing visual, amazing yes. stunt. He's done, you know, a couple more great things. The Grand Canyon walk that he did, and there's been a few others. But nothing tops Niagara Falls. No. And that's why he always comes back here. Always, he always, 
always comes back and he's been hoping to, right, you know, make some other announcement, uh, some sort of permanent attraction. That's what we asked him about today. And he said he still has the hope. I don't know. Maybe that's uh, something that gets brought up a little bit later on this morning. 11 o'clock, he'll be giving that press conference. Um, I, I'm telling you, I'm always excited to hear what's, what he's got to say, hear what's on his mind, what he wants to do, what he's able to do. I mean, he talked about the difficulty of getting the thing we're talking about done, right? I mean, how long that took to get the American side and the Canadian side to agree on letting him walk across the rope. Well, he said he wants to do it again, that he wants that to be like his so swan song, but uh, walking from Canada to the U.S. Right. I just say if you know, you're doing the reverse of that, do the whole thing in reverse backwards walk moonwalk on the wire from canada to the u.s is there anything that's like painfully obvious around western new york for a stunt you you know walking across the falls okay that was uh what was done is there something else like ripe for a stunt walking across the new stadium maybe it's not obvious but something i'd like to see is breaking in the new stadium yeah I, i don't know that doesn't do it for me like stringing a wire from, you know, stand to stand across the end zone. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, yeah, I don't, that doesn't. Do Once it I me. said it, I, I thought, you know, what, Joe, it's probably a brutal idea, but you're already halfway through it. What, like, evil Knievel to jump across, like, what's a narrow part of Niagara Falls that we can do that? Mm. You know, something like yeah. that. Is that can we do that, or just from the one side to like Goat Island? Do a nice crash landing on Goat Island. Yeah, who are you going to have do that? Are you going to do that? Is Robbie Knievel still doing uh, motorcycle jumps? Maybe. I forgot the Knievel family was still uh, was still active. He's got the lighter bike. He's got you know the equipment to make it happen. They measure the ramps now. Um, I would like to do that. Someone's saying handstand across the wire. Um, see, I would actually think that's easier. Like if you're you know hand over hand, you wouldn't be handstanding. That would be impossible. But, like, if you're just use, using your hands and, like, hanging on the wire and, you know, one hand in front of the other going across, you're gripping it with your hand. I feel like that would be if you had a pick, not as impressive. That's what you would do? Well, yeah. One, you're, grip, one, you're walking across. So you're carrying this big right. stick. The other, you're actually holding on to it. You know what I'd like to see across Niagara Falls? Something the Wilinda family has done. That's the bicycles across the wire. That's, I've always been impressed by that. Well, yeah, that would be, I mean, that would be something. I mean, it's something that the family does, the, the uh, riding the bike on the wire. Let's try Niagara Falls. I, you know, Niagara Falls is okay. Is there anything else in Western New York? I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I'm thinking downtown. Yeah, think? in between the two Liberty statues on the top of the Liberty Building. I like that. You brought that one up before. I like that idea. I mean, that's something that I've thought of. I, I don't know exactly where you'd disembark. You'd have to kind of climb up and climb down. That would be a little awkward. But or going, something like that. Or going from the, the, the last statue of the Liberty Building to City Hall. I mean, that would be very long. That would be very long. <laughs> be very impressive. Um, I don't know what the, what's the, the, the max length that you can have one of those wires. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the specifics. Maybe if they did, if they opened up a full-time exhibit in Niagara Falls, I would know those specifics. Well, you heard them. The cost of wires going up. So shorter 300%. the better. 300%. Shorter the better, Joe. But uh, a lot of you chiming in. 803-0930 to chime in throughout the morning here with BMAS and Beamer. Um, and somebody was texting in that the thing they like about Walenda is genuine. And he yes. always comes across that way. And, you know, I do, as I said earlier, 
always a treat to talk with him and, uh, you know, gives you that uplifting spirit uh, every time he's in town and he's going to be so today. And he's not the only one in town today. Merrick Garland, Attorney General, is set to come to Buffalo. It's just over, as you know, yesterday, one month since the shooting at Tops. It's now just over a month meeting with families and the you know some of the victims some of the people who were there inside of tops one month ago now we spoke with a former state attorney general dennis vaco and he kind of confirmed the the thing that i was thinking when i heard about this trip to buffalo and this meeting what it could mean and why you would meet with families why the attorney general would meet with families it's not to have your photo taken it's not to just say oh you know we're here to support you um it's not just some gesture but as i was you know kind of thinking this before dennis vaco we talked with him you just heard it he kind of confirmed that thinking that this is maybe in large part or at least somewhat to gauge what the families think when it comes to the death penalty. And that would be an important part of deciding whether or not to bring a death penalty federal case forward is what do the victims think of that? Uh, You know, it's something you could certainly, if you're the attorney general, uh, you're the U.S. attorney, it's something you could decide on your own. Yes. But... It makes more sense in a lot of cases to figure out what do the victims think? What do surviving members of the family think? What do they want to see done? What do they consider to be justice in this case? Do they support the death penalty in this case? And, you know, that's a very serious conversation. And, Joe, I wonder if that is ultimately, at the end of the day, the right way to go about that conversation, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, there is you know, a death penalty debate that has been ongoing in this country, you know, on a state level, state by state, but federally for decades. Should it be allowed, period? Should you know, the maximum penalty we give somebody simply be lifetime in prison? Um, should, if there is a death penalty, what method should be allowed? What shouldn't be allowed? What is cruel and unusual? And there is this big debate that goes on. But, you know, at its core, what the attorney general is here doing today, I would find it hard to believe that many people would push back against the idea that it would be up to the victims and those directly impacted by the crime right to make that decision i i don't know what do you, what do you think when when it comes to this conversation and when it comes to the death penalty i where do you go about deciding when that's appropriate i mean i think it's a i think it's a good idea i think it's a nice gesture to speak with the as you said surviving uh, members people who were in the store that day and to the family members and get their take on what should the uh, the penalty be at the federal level uh, we know what the state is seeking but we know what the federal level can do that the New York state cannot do um, and, and take that into consideration when thinking of what a charge will be I will say this 
I, I, I'm obviously coming from a, from a bias, um, but you know, I think anyone who goes in there and senses, senselessly commits an act of terror, I think you know, uh, there's no question that he deserves the top punishment, which is the death penalty. But I'd be very interesting, what, interested in what the families say. And again, I think it's a nice gesture um, at, the, at the federal level to come speak with them and, and get their take on it. I don't think that's a bias. I think that you have the normal person bias. Right. You know, I, I don't think that's a very unpopular opinion. And I think what sets this apart and what would set I, – I, I think there's a, a couple of different, you know, very strong, um, highly supported viewpoints on the death penalty. I, I think there's two – I mean, there's many positions across the spectrum that you could right. fall into. But I think two – kind of have uh, the overwhelming support. There is, uh, you know, a group and an opinion that it should be abolished entirely, that it shouldn't exist. And then I think the other group is, you know, it should, it should exist in instances where it is an ironclad, you know, caught red-handed type of case where there is absolutely no doubt it's not just a conviction it's not just you know a preponderance of evidence it is a foolproof case against somebody you can definitively prove that somebody committed this crime and it would have to be a level of crime that would well go to a death penalty case but i think that's those are the two yeah. ways that you put it and, and you know i i would probably consider myself in that second vein where in the case where much like this right i mean it's on video there is no doubt you know it's caught on camera yeah it's you know here is the person who surrendered to police um you you know exactly who it is the, you know, the Boston Marathon bombings. There's another example. You know exactly who this is. There is no doubt in anyone's mind. Even though we went through the entire trial process, even though you have a fair and impartial jury, you know what happened and who did it. Those are the cases where I think you support the death penalty. But this is why the attorney general is here. And I think this is the most important thing. Would you still support a death penalty if the family of the victim or victims did not support it? So if a majority of the families say we don't support that, I would still, at the federal level, charge him with the death penalty because of what you said, Brian, because it is – a ironclad case. It is on video. The, the 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 language this individual used, filming himself again, went in there with one purpose: the purpose to kill. In my opinion, that is 100% death penalty, capital punishment. And again, I think it's nice to talk to the families. I have a feeling that the families will, for the most part, agree with what we are saying. Um, but uh, even if it's it's a majority that say, uh, you know, we don't agree with that. I, I still don't see how at the federal level the charge cannot be capital punishment. And, you know, I would disagree on that. 803-0930, if you want to weigh in, how should this be decided? I think it's going uh, – he's going about this the right case. I, I think 
that if I'm going to put myself in the mind of the attorney general, which, you know, it's tough to do. I don't know the guy. But I, I kind of think that he's going in with that feeling that, like what you said and, and like what we were both saying, this is, you know, ironclad. Yeah. Uh, we know who did this. And this is amongst one of the most horrific things we've ever, ever seen. Um, so the plan is that this is going to be a death penalty case. But if I'm going to put myself in, you know, his brain uh, in what the conversation is going to be like today, I do think it is right that it's the people directly impacted, it is the victims of the crime, that if it is against their wish to have that death penalty, I do think that should be respected in a way. Even if you, uh, as the attorney general or, you know, any prosecutor anywhere in America would go in with it saying, this is definitely something we are going to pursue the death penalty. If, you know, the people directly impacted, if it's the mother of a victim, if it's uh, somebody's son or a family member, whoever it might be, if it's um, one of the people who were wounded, if they're expressing that that's not what they believe is right. I would find it hard to go against that. The the people directly impacted, no matter what I believe to be the case and no matter what I believe to be the law. And I, I think you have an argument there that's saying, and uh, we talked with Dennis Vaco about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, where he basically said that if this is not a federal death penalty case, then you might as well not have the rule on the books. right? And I think there's a very good argument for that, that if the death penalty is a deterrent and you don't use it, is it really a deterrent at all? And why have the rule to begin with? And that's a strong argument to make. I, I agree 100%. Right, but I, I also think that the family's wishes should be taken into consideration and that they should be the ones who are able to tip that into another direction. I understand what you're saying. And maybe I'm also coming from the mindset of, I can't imagine a majority of the survivors or family members saying against, but I could be wrong. Um, And obviously it would be taken into consideration. I just, I look at this case and like Dennis Vaco said, looking at this case, I can't imagine the federal government not charging him uh, and putting the sentencing at capital punishment. But obviously if there's different developments today after those conversations with the families, um, it would be the right thing to take it into consideration. Personally, I still feel that it will be capital punishment. It's happening today here in Buffalo. Um, What do you think? Uh, If you came into this thinking the death penalty is automatic, I I would imagine that's 100% of people. Yeah. Is there any more of an ironclad argument for it than this right here? If somebody directly impacted were to tell you in this instance or another— that they don't support it, that they don't want to see it. Would that change your mind if you were the Attorney General? 803-0930, BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. 8030930 to join us this morning. A lot of uh, comments on the text board and what you think. The Attorney General is set to be in Buffalo today. He's going to meet with family members of the 10 victims killed also survivors of the shooting that happened at Tops on Jefferson Avenue one month ago. It's expected that one of the reasons for this visit is to talk about the death penalty and whether or not that is going to be pursued in this case. Um, 8030930 to be in on this conversation because I do think it's an interesting conversation to have. And a lot of you have some interesting ways of looking at this on our text board this morning. Because, Joe, I I think we're kind of both in agreement that if there's ever a case that deserves the death penalty, it's this. Yes. Um, and that this type of case is exactly what it was for, a case where you know what happened you know who did it there's no need for um you know some scientist on the stand to uh, examine a dna result right uh, it's on video for you to see it's clear as day everything's right there in front of you yeah. don't really need a trial i realize that's our legal system you do need a trial but come on it's, it's right there in front there, of you there's no guesswork there's right. no you're not going to convict this person and then 15 years from now hear about some new you know groundbreaking evidence that oh it's somebody else and switch that around right. this is not that type of case so if the death penalty ever applied and in talking with former State Attorney General Dennis Vaco uh, a couple of weeks ago, he made this point that if you're not going to use the death penalty in this case, why even have the law in the book? Yep. If that is uh, supposed to be a deterrent, that's the reason for it, and you're not going to use it in probably the most horrific thing that you could ever think of, why even have the law to begin with? 100%. 
Now, I think where we're starting to differ is the reason for the visit today. Should the feeling and opinions of those directly impacted, victims who were wounded, family members of those who were killed, be taken into account? In other words, if you are the attorney general in this case, or, you know, frankly, a prosecutor in any case that would have a death penalty consideration across the country, and you are, you know, set on pursuing that, should a victim, a family member of someone who was killed, saying that they don't want that to happen, change things? And I'm not saying that that's going to be the case here. Right. Um, And we have no idea of that. Hypothetical. Yes. And that's going to be discussed later between the families and the attorney general. But if that were the case, should that wish be respected or should you just kind of look at it as black and white? This is the rule of law and this is how we're going to prosecute this going forward. I tend to think that it, it does matter a great deal what the family is thinking, what those directly impacted are thinking. And even in a case like this, where the death penalty would be so obvious that if it was not the wish of the family involved, I don't think it should happen. I, I think those wishes should be respected. Well, Brian, and let me let me just say this is no disrespect to anyone, and I I do applaud the attorney general for coming here and speaking with it, and definitely I think it should go into consideration. However, something like this, where so many people were affected, this isn't just a you know, there's not just one grieving family. There are ten plus grieving families. There are people who survived. There are people who were in the store at, at that time. There is a community and a region that is still grieving a month later. I think, as Dennis Vaco said, as we've been saying, this is the reason for the death penalty. Again, no disrespect to, to, to anyone who may think that, um, you know, they wouldn't want to see that as the penalty. But I think you have 10 people dead. You have a monster that went in there, senseless murder, uh, terrorist, uh, terrorist attack at a, at a grocery store. In my opinion, this should already be decided. I'm not saying that what what Mayor Garland's doing, I I completely respect it. I think you should go and talk to those families. And again, no disrespect to any of the families that might be against it. I just think you look at this, you see what happened. This is why we have the death penalty. And if anyone, if anyone should uh, be punished with capital punishment, it is this sick individual. I mentioned some, you know, interesting comments coming in, 803-0930 on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. And, you know, here's something that I hadn't considered and I think should be right. Um, It's part of the conversation. Someone saying that if you ask the families if they want the death penalty, that could sway them to say no because they wouldn't want the guilt of sending somebody to death or being in part of that. Uh, And that is a good, interesting point. You don't want to come into town and have this conversation and have it in a way that puts the decision on the victims. 
that puts the decision on the families. I, and maybe there's not a way to do this, but there has to be some way to kind of separate this that, listen, we want to take your feeling, your wishes into account because you were the people who suffered the most from this. But we are not asking you to pick a punishment here. We are not asking you to decide what happens because that's unfair to ask. And it's like this person on the text board pointed out that you could put people in a position that makes them extremely uncomfortable. You know, I could easily see as a family member, as a victim, thinking, I, you know, I don't want this shouldn't be my decision to make. That This is why we have somebody in your position. Right. And that's why the conversation needs to be tailored more in a way of, uh, you know, listen, this is what I'm planning to do unless there is a strong objection otherwise that I should listen to. Right. And, and you know, maybe in that conversation not even saying um, that if there is, I'll definitely do it. But is there a strong objection otherwise that I should listen to or take into consideration in my decision as a prosecutor. And I I think that's the way that that conversation would have to be framed in order to avoid what that person's pointing out on the text board. But I also could be in the wrong in saying that, that there's really no way of framing that conversation that doesn't make it feel like the victim is making the decision. Well, because framing it the way you did answers the texter's question. But then... I mean, I don't know. I'm not a great legal mind. Some could say that if you framed it that way, you could be leading. Now, I know we're not having a a, a, a legal conversation, but some might say that puts the, that makes it uncomfortable because now you're leading with it. As you said, Brian, this is far beyond our pay, our pay grade. I don't know the right way to start this conversation, um, and I'm sure it's going to be a very emotional conversation a month later, reliving, going through that uh, with the attorney general. But again, I applaud him, and, and, and I do think he's doing the right thing by talking with the survivors, the victims, and the uh, family members. How do you have that conversation without making it seem like you're forcing them to make the decision? Yeah. I, I think that's a very good point that, you know, maybe that's a reason that you go there. But I, I think it can be spelled out. I think it can be had in a way where you say, listen, we are planning on pursuing the death penalty in this case. And I wanted to come here to see if there are any strong objections to that that I might want to consider before we move forward. And, you know, I think in saying that and putting it that way, that might be a way to take that burden off the victims and off the family uh, just a little bit. Speaking of the death penalty, right, because obviously that's what's going to be discussed. That's what we're discussing. Someone put in the text, Brian, I'd like your take on this, Brian, because I've heard this before from people who are, you know, uh, not I wouldn't say anti-death penalty, but looking for alternatives, which is jail. Mm -hmm. This person said, the shooter is still very young. Wouldn't a worse punishment be decades in prison? Yeah, I, I, I wonder about that too. Um, and I, I guess where I always end up on this because I, I have the same thought a lot. You know, is it is one a worse penalty than the other? I, you know, I do think that the capital punishment that that is the ultimate penalty. Um, I don't 
think I would know for sure unless I planned on spending decades in prison, which I don't. No, no. Um, and, and, you know, can I say that for sure? No. I, I think that is – there is a point to that, right? Uh, but then there's also, you, you know, a pushback in saying, listen, I, you're a prisoner. You do have some rights, you know, you're able to read or do any number of things. Uh, should you even have that right? So I do lean on the, you know, side of the death penalty is the ultimate punishment. And, you know, this idea, I think that idea is rooted in, you know, your prison is something out of a movie and out right. of like the 1930s. Yeah. Yeah. Which exactly. isn't exactly the case. Right. right. You, you know, if your life in prison was you know, in a, a hole in the ground somewhere. If it was in, you, you go on that Disney Pirates of the Caribbean ride and you're seeing that dis, uh, depiction yeah. of what it's like, then maybe you have a point there. But it's not quite that way anymore. So that argument gets a little bit weak. Nope. And then there's this point, Joe, that's brought up that I, I hear a lot and we've gotten it texted in a lot. I don't want to be paying for this monster for the rest of that person's life. Right. Why should we as a collective society be feeding, housing a person who committed this horrible act? Exactly. I, what do you think on that argument? Well, I, I, we, I pointed that argument out to you during the break, Brian. And like you said, I mean, that money is, is going to, uh, to prisons anyway. But on the... Decades in prison or death penalty. I think the death penalty is the ultimate penalty. Uh, I think, you know, what this guy did, in my opinion, doesn't deserve to doesn't deserve to live in prison for decades. I think this is the, as we've been saying, perfect case for capital punishment. And I think what would add to that is at the end of the uh, of the trial, he has to face every single family member, every survivor, everyone that was in the store that day, and members of the community. I think he has to face them all in a courtroom uh, before uh, going in um, and, and facing the, the death sentence, which I, as I keep saying, do believe he will get and uh, is going to be what happens in this case. It never really swayed me that much, the idea that, uh, you know, this is to save tax dollars. I mean, that would be the very bottom of the list of a reason right. why you would pursue or not the death penalty in a reason. And, you know, Joe, it's like a lot of other conversations we have surrounding tax money is – you know, okay, please compartmentalize for me what percentage of your tax dollar is going toward yeah. keeping one person in prison. It would be impossible for you to do. Right. So that's why that argument just doesn't really carry a lot of water with me when it comes to the death penalty. The death penalty should be about the crime that's committed and nothing else. Unless, in my mind, as we're saying, unless there is a strong belief feeling by the victim, a close family member of the person who died in one of these cases, that it should not happen. And Joe, people have those very strong beliefs, uh, right? I, I mean, I, I'm thinking back to, and this is not a comparable, uh, it's just what pops up in my head, but Pope John Paul assassination attempt made on him and what happened i mean it's a story that's been told a million times he goes in 
and you know he forgives this person who tried to uh, take the Pope's life. And you know again, th this is not the same scenario, and this isn't even asking forgiveness. You know, nobody's asking anybody to forgive. But, it, you know, there's one person he went and forgave. I, I don't think it takes that, you know, level of uh, belief or, you know, core value to say, well, I, I don't forgive, but I am, you know, as a person against this idea of ending somebody's life by choice, including the death penalty. And some people have that very strong belief that won't change even in what they've just experienced. And if you have that belief, I, I do think it's something that should be respected, even if it doesn't make sense to most people. I, I Again, I, I don't know. I've always been a supporter of, of capital punishment where it where it um where it should be where it should take place. So I don't know having the view, having that very anti um, death penalty view, but I can't imagine. And again, this is me, and and this is just coming from my point of view. I can't imagine after what we saw a month ago, and what those family members saw done to their family members, to their loved ones, um, to members of the community. I can't. Um, I can imagine something like that might, in this case, Brian might change your mind. I just, I can't imagine seeing what we saw, hearing the stories we saw of being in the store. I, 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 again, I think that would be enough to maybe change someone's mind, say, you know, in this instance. But again, I'm coming from a point of view that I don't have that belief that, you know, I don't have that anti-death penalty or that, uh, that belief. So I, I, I can't come from that point of view. I can't look at it from that point of view. But I would imagine something as horrific something something like this would definitely make you maybe reconsider that position again that's me there was uh, somebody who pointed out on our text board about deterrent um saying prison is not a deterrent and that's something we mentioned that uh, we talked about with dennis vaco is he mentioned that idea of the death penalty is a deterrent for horrific crimes and i you know in this case such a horrifying act i I don't know if it's a deterrent. If somebody is going in and doing what this person did inside of Tops a month ago, right? I don't think they're necessarily thinking about the deterrent aspect of this or the death penalty. I mean, that's beyond the scope of whatever's going through that person's head. But there is that idea of lesser offenders where a death penalty still might apply. And could this be, uh, if the death penalty isn't carried out in this case, if you are, I'm trying to find the right words other than, you know, simple murder, but if you are convicted of a lesser crime that would still face the death penalty, you might have that going through your head of if you're pre-planning right. something that, well... I'm not going to face the death penalty because, look, they didn't bring it upon this person who reigned terror on an entire community. So why would they come after me? Um, and, and there might be something to that as well that you want to take into consideration 
if you're the attorney general. Unless you want to set an example, we will not stand for this. And you will pay the ultimate price if anything like this happens. Regardless of whether or not he's taking the thoughts of the victims into consideration, um, you know, how much that weighs on the decision, I think you and I are in agreement. I, a good idea to come here and yes. to uh, have that discussion regardless. We do, we do agree on that, Brian, but I, I think, and I, I agree with uh, Dennis Falco, and I agree with what some of the texters are saying. You got, you've got to set the example. What happened here cannot happen in this country, and if it does, you will pay the ultimate price. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Beam as and Beamer on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 